me feel like I'm a part of something bigger. My favorite business show. Hands down the best B2B sales and marketing podcast. The ultimate resource for salespeople. George makes me want to conquer local. An authentic entertainer. Conquer Local with Vendasta. Here's George Leaf. It's the latest edition of the Conquer Local podcast. How would you like to learn all about branded content? I know. First time I heard it, I was like, what the hell is it? Why do I care? Why is it important? I've heard of content marketing. I've heard of native, native advertising, advertorial if you're old enough. Um, but now in the world of digitally transformed organizations, we should be thinking about branded content. It's something that I keep reading about. There's these programmatic ad units that just beg for branded content. So how do we master this and how do we learn more about it? Well, there's one guy that I've met over the last couple of years that is an expert in branded content. And it comes from about a 15 year career in digital marketing with some of the biggest media companies in North America. In a few moments, you'll meet Jared Mervies from Wonderview out of Denver, Colorado. Jared's career spans Dallas Morning News, Tegna, Cars.com. He is a digital marketing expert, and we're going to bring him in. We're going to grill him. We're going to ask him all the hard questions. We're going to become experts in branded content in the coming moments of the Conquer Local podcast. Jared Mervies is joining me, and Jared and I have known each other for a number of years. He is the founder and partner success officer of Wonderview. And Jared, in two words or less, no, okay, I'll give you 10 words. 10 words or less, explain to us branded content, please. Sure. Hey, George, and thanks for having me on. A um, lot of confusion around what branded content is or what native is. I'll tell you our definition. Uh, branded content is defined as any sales or marketing initiative that uses content to engage a user and is paid for by a client. How is it different than content marketing? I want to get these items out of the way so we can really dig into it. But how how is branded content different than content marketing? Uh, I look at uh, content marketing really as the, as the parent bucket. Uh, content marketing in some forecasts by 2021 is going to be a $412 billion business. Uh, you know, native or branded content is projected to be about a $14 billion business at the same time period. Um, so it's a growth area underneath the larger content marketing budget. Uh, I will tell you a lot of times when people think of content marketing, they think of it as separate from paid um, and branded really kind of sits in between and can be that connection between content marketing and paid media. So now let's get into a little bit around your background and thank you for giving us that um, overview of branded content. But let's talk about a little bit around what makes you tick. So you've had about a year and a half at this new startup that you've developed. But before that, you were holding digital leadership roles at a number of large organizations. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I have uh, an advertising and marketing background all on the digital side. I've been client side with big brands like Cars.com and Nissan North America. And then I've spent the last 12 years in particular on agency and then really working with uh, local media companies, where I was responsible for driving digital innovation and digital revenue growth across local media properties. And that, you know, that's when you and I met was uh, years ago and, you know, you were leading digital, you decided to move to start your own thing. And, and obviously you're very passionate about um, branded content. There, there's a big hole here that needed to be filled, isn't there? 
Absolutely. Uh, it's a really unique growth opportunity for, for agencies and for uh, marketers out there right now. Where, where would we put it when we look at the marketing funnel? Where, where would you put branded content as, you know, the tactic and then what are we going to measure it against? And let's, let's talk about where it sits in the funnel. Sure. Uh, I'll tell you when I talk to a client, I, I always tell them that branded content truly is a full customer journey program. However, the value is going to be uh, measured uh, at awareness and engagement. Uh, awareness in the ability to really leverage branded content to drive incredible exposure uh, for a brand with their target audience uh, and then move into engagement as that uh, consumer or reader consumes that content. They're basically raising their hand and saying, yep, I am the target audience uh, for this brand or for this sponsor. Uh, so starting to move through the customer journey. And then I will tell you, you know, there's additional ways that can, people can take uh, further action uh, and move into consideration or trial. Uh, but the main value for branded content, as I see it, is awareness and then into engagement. Right. So top of the funnel to mid funnel. Um, and, and let's, I just want to understand a little bit around, um, you know, it's hard to do. Like, I, that's my first piece. I, I'm thinking content marketing and I'm like, oh, it's only as good as the content. You're going to have to have graphic designer. You're going to have to have an amazing writer. Like, here, here's the one thing I'd like to get out of the way. Could I go to Fiverr or Upwork and find a killer content writer? You can do that. You can go to Fiverr or Upwork and find a killer writer. Um, the, the content is only a component. And you were kind of highlighting how it's hard to do. The content is a small component of a successful brand and content program. And I think that that's one of the challenges that we've seen agencies run into and, and frankly, their brand partners, uh, is that you sometimes see brands that have incredible content and they don't have a way to distribute it. And, and branded content becomes that vehicle for distributing really great content. I think branded content and content marketing is a struggle. Um, and you have come up with a way to make it less of a struggle and to make it deliver for the customer. So that's the piece I'd really like to understand. What is different about your idea around branded content? Absolutely. Uh, I tell everyone that we talk to uh, that first and foremost, Wonderview isn't a content marketing agency uh, in that even though we focus heavily on branded content, I don't sell content. Uh, I sell audiences. Uh, and I think that should resonate for a lot of uh, the agency partners that are listening or, or the marketers that are listening to this. Uh, at the end of the day, success of a branded content program is connecting your brand or your client with their target audience. Uh, and you're going to do that through a combination of creating really great, engaging content, but then also, I, I call it weaponizing it, weaponizing it or distributing it via paid channels uh, to engage that target audience. So when you talk about that, when I think content marketing and, and, you know, I think we're going to do a white paper or a case study, we're going to put it out there in the wild, maybe run some ads to drive people to it. This is the same type of an idea is you're going to use some programmatic ad units to be able to get distribution for the content and to start to drive that customer journey. Is that the way that, that this occurs? Absolutely. So, I mean, the, to oversimplify it, you, you know, you have to come up with your content strategy that involves a, a whole slew of things. Um, but you know, the real goal is that as consumers uh, in a target market uh, come across that content, they decide they want to engage to it. And as I said earlier, therefore raise their hand and say, yep, I'm the target audience of, of that brand or that sponsor. But where they're coming across it um, is across all of these programmatic native placements uh, that can be accessed via probably, you know, the the uh, ad tech companies that agencies are already working with, uh, or if not, you know, they can go partner with other DSPs or ad networks to access all that inventory. 
for some of our listeners that are not familiar with DSP or ad networks, or I guess, can is there a, a very tight little description that you could give us as to what we're talking about here? Uh, sure. I mean, these are advertising technology companies. They're not publishers um, and they're not agencies. They're sitting as technology in between the publisher and the agency. And they basically have access to networks of hundreds or thousands and thousands of sites and then down to the placement level. So if you're an agency, they allow you to go in and essentially run programs, in this case, branded content uh, programs uh, against you know a targeted audience, target meaning geographic targeting, demo targeting, um, or even you know category uh, and section targeting. So Jared, in, in your time, you worked for some of the leading media companies in the United States on the digital advertising sales piece. And I think it's important for our listeners to understand that are not familiar with this. The, the local publisher, whether it be TV broadcaster, radio broadcaster, newspaper company, have these inventory units inside their, um, their content. And all of that's living online now. And they try to sell it locally. And that's when they try to sell that ad unit locally, they charge a premium for it. And if they're not able to sell those ad units locally, then they offer them up to the exchanges. Am I getting that right? Uh, you nailed it. Uh, and the one other thing I'd add to that, George, is that you know part of the concept for founding Wonderview is that the, the native display inventory, those are you know in feed, in editorial streams. So if you're thinking about your local newspaper and you're on the sports section, um, you'll see, you know, in between articles about your local teams, uh, you'll see a sponsored article. Those placements are heavily, heavily clearing programmatically, meaning national advertisers and their national agencies are, are buying those. And they're basically sucking up or, or bringing out those local publisher audiences. The local media companies, newspaper, TV really don't have a robust focus on selling out that inventory direct. Um, and there's a huge opportunity for agencies to go in and, and create local programs and leverage that available inventory that they can purchase programmatically and then promote their branded content and or their client through those placements in their local or regional markets. Well, I th thank you for giving us that very concise view of what this is, because I think it starts to bring it home for our sellers that are on on the podcast today listening is... You know, I, I have this happen when you're dealing with a local advertiser and you say, okay, I'm going to get you inventory on the local sites where the eyeballs are. I'm sorry, not on the sites where the eyeballs are. So they're like, well, what do you mean by that? Well, if your viewer, the audience that you want is on ESPN, let's say, we can buy that inventory to have that piece of content appear there. And, and they're blown away by that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they always want to know what sites is it going to be on? Have, have you noticed that too? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, one of the things we focus on with branded content and, you know, I, I, I often say a lot of marketers and, and agencies have essentially dabbled with native or branded content these last five or six years. Uh, and it's sometimes almost a dirty word because at some point they tried to do something and they, they threw up like a client's press release uh, onto a site or sites and it got no engagement. And the client said, what was the value? And, and the agency said, well, I'm not sure what the value was. And they all decided not to do it again. Uh, and I, I think what we're seeing now is that you are able to access all of this premium inventory on, on local sites. And local doesn't necessarily have to be your local newspaper. To your point, George, it could be the local audience that is going on to ESPN or is going on to, to Fox News in your market. And you just geo-target that campaign to only deliver your branded content to in-market consumers, which is incredibly valuable uh, to the advertiser. Uh, and then I think the last other piece I'd add 
uh, on that is that when you focus on running across high quality premium publisher sites, you avoid so much of what plagues the programmatic display industry, which is, you know, a, a whole bunch of, you know, fraud and like issues with where those ads are appearing. Um, and, you know, you focus on premium publisher news sites, you're getting an engaged target audience in your market or whatever region you run your campaign in. Well, I was, I was looking forward to having you on the show to give us the 101, not just of a branded content, because it's very compelling to me. And, it, but also to really understand the programmatic space, because I think that it's not the content's very important. It has to be well written, and we're going to get into that in a moment. But it's also how you manipulate that and how you get it into the hands of the audience so you can get the right eyeballs. And and understand you don't need to understand it all, but you do need to be able to speak to it if you're going to position it to the customer. The customer is going, well, how is this different than what I've been offered before? So you know, how do you address that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's a really good question. The, the main difference that we see is that when we present programs, and this is one of my, my feedback in terms of best practices, we're creating unique and exclusive programs. Even if it's for an existing client of ours, a brand or a client of ours, um, we're not looking to just run programmatic you know, native display ads across the network, although that can work. Uh, what we'll typically do um, is we'll actually create a unique content series that's designed to target that audience. And then we'll run those branded content articles across premium, premium local sites to create this unique experience and engagement between the brand and the local consumers. The big, big difference here, though, and as we're talking about kind of the broader display, is that all of those kind of interruptive uh, on the side rail of a page or pop-up banner ads, those are, those are keeping people from their content, right? Someone went to a sports site or went to a news site to get content to inform their life, to make plans for what they're going to do with their family for the weekend, or to uh, learn about what's going on with their schools or their taxes. And they're looking for informative, engaging content. And where we slot in is we try to deliver on what they're looking for on these news sites, but deliver informative, relevant content that aligns with what our brand's goal is in terms of introducing or talking about a product or service. One of the things that I find to be fascinating is the type of advertiser or client that is interested in using this type of a tactic. And, um, you know, you, you've been dealing with, with a brand that will be very familiar to our North American um, listeners in, in the grocery space. How is a grocery chain using branded content? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think to the bigger point you made, which is like, who's this a good fit for? Um, and this is going to sound really 101. Um, but, you know, when we look at brands that already are investing uh, in awareness type programs, right? Traditional media, they're running, you know, they're all over the country radio station or they're running on TV or cable or they're buying billboards or bus backs. Uh, you know, they already have an investment in creating awareness in their market. Um, and we look at these branded content programs as a way to, to go in and grow share um, by creating awareness programs that they can do online and then have much, much greater trackability and performance measurement uh, with us than anything they're ever getting from that billboard rep. Uh, and then, Sorry, George, you asked me about grocery. Um, you know, a good example of like why a grocery chain would do this. Uh, it's really tough to stand out um, with an ad message around why you should buy avocados from me and not the guy across the street. Uh, and one of the ways we found with partnering with, you know, big brands that are focused on awareness, but are in highly competitive uh, spaces 
is by creating these unique branded content programs. So this big grocery chain, you know, we developed a healthy living series uh, and it, you know, delivered weekly recipes, event ideas and tips for the homemaker. We only delivered uh, the branded content in the market uh, that the that this grocery chain was focused on. Uh, and then, you know, as readers consume that content, they were you know, exposed to nothing but the brand's ad messages and CTAs. Uh, and they see these articles week in, week out. And now they're looking at this brand as, as being additive, as being a value to them. Uh, and it's certainly helping with awareness and engagement. Well, I'm glad that you were able to give us that example because I think it really brings it home for the sellers and the agency groups that are on the call today listening to the podcast because, um, you know, there's ad dollars being spent. We all know that those ad dollars a lot of times are under pressure for margin based upon who you are competing with. Are you able to preserve a good margin for organizations that want to sell this solution? Uh, absolutely. Uh, this can be a very high margin uh, program. Um, at the end of the day, you need to control your, your content production costs. If you have that in-house, that's a huge benefit. If you have to go outside, uh, you know, there's going to be some cost there. But I, I will tell you, and I'm not talking about Fiverr and Upwork, there are incredible creators out there uh, and, and getting really great content produced is something that really anyone on the call should be able to do. Uh, and then and separately, you know, you have to go buy the media, uh, but in context of, you know, everything else that the, the brands uh, are investing in, this can be a very affordable way for brands to reach the target audience. Uh, and the agencies that are running it are able to preserve really high margins in running it. I mean, I guess the best thing I could have told you, George, is that we focus on only having 50 plus percent margin on these programs. Well, that I think that's going to you know, perk a lot of interest from our audience because, you know, you sell an SEM, it's tough to get those kind of numbers. Um, and, and, but yet clients want to get awareness. And they want to be able to track it. Now, when it comes to the ROI, you've, you know, you've alluded to this earlier. I just want to make sure that our listeners understand you're able to show some attribution here. Oh, absolutely. Um, because we run these programs like an ad campaign um, versus just placing content somewhere, uh, we're running them through a native ad server or a native ad network like we talked about earlier. Uh, and in both cases, we're able to have full performance tracking. So we track how many branded content impressions, how many placements uh, did we deliver during that time period? Let's say it's a month. Then we look at what rate did readers engage? At what rate did a reader raise their hand and say, yep, I'm interested in getting those recipe ideas or yep, I'm interested in understanding a better use for a home equity loan. Uh, and then at what rate did they click on those uh, placements, those impressions, and then go to an article page. And then we look at, okay, did they find what they were looking for? You know, did we kind of dupe them and we gave them a sexy headline? And then they're like, wait a second, I'm not interested in bail. Um, or are they actually consuming and engaging that content while being exposed to the brand and their ad messages the whole time? We look at uh, having over a minute time on content as being a big win because it's like an, a 60 second plus exclusive ad just for the brand that's sponsoring it. The consumer is spending over a minute consuming those uh, articles and the whole time they're being exposed to the brand's exclusive uh, ad messages and CTAs. Well, Jared, I really appreciate you coming on the show this week to teach us all about branded content and how it is a definitely a step up from native. It's not just content marketing. It really is this all-encompassing strategy to help 
advertisers stand out during that awareness phase and start to move the potential customer into the engagement phase. Um, as always, I, I learned so much when I have a chance to talk to you, so thank you. We're going to give our listeners all the contact information to your organization inside the notes. It's called Wonderview, and uh, look forward to speaking to you again at some point. Jared, thanks for bringing all this information to us here on the Conquer Local podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, George. Some great takeaways. Branded content is not just writing the content, taking a great photo, building out a piece of content. It's more around what are we going to do with it? Whose eyeballs are we going to put onto this? You know what? And the idea of being able to buy that inventory on the local site that is being viewed in your market, geofence it, make sure that it's a local set of eyeballs that the local business cares about is very intriguing to me. I still believe, and I've known in this, I've noticed this in my own behavior when I'm reading through the various news channels that I read or the, you know, the videos that I'm watching online or wherever I'm consuming my news and information, which is all trans transitioned online. I find these ad units because I'm an ad guy and I'm like, how the hell could I get access to that for my customer? Um, or how could I get access to that ad unit for me? to promote whatever I'm trying to drive to my audience. So it's something that we've been thinking about. We've had a lot of comments of people saying, I'd really like to understand what native is today. And Jared's done a great job of taking the best components of content marketing, programmatic ad units, getting the right audience, and then native and bringing it together into this world called branded content. And as he mentioned, he was talking billions of dollars are moving in this direction. So it definitely is something that we should be having a look at in our uh, awareness phase of the strategies that we're building out for our clients. And we hope that this was valuable for you today. Producer Colleen is going to put all of the contact information for Jared and Wonderview into the notes. And uh, we'd love to get some feedback in the Conquer Local community around this episode or any episode. And we'll get Jared to be a part of the community to respond to any questions that you might have. So maybe you were sitting there going, why doesn't George ask this question? Well, you can ask Jared the question yourself. Just subscribe to the Conquer Local community and uh, start to weigh in on the conversation. It's exciting what's happening there. I spend a lot of time in there responding to listeners and readers and people who are coming in and asking questions. And it's really becoming a conduit where we can talk back and forth and share best practices and learnings. And it's great to be meeting more and more people through the community. So we'd love to hear from you. The Conquer Local community is available at conquerlocal.com. Thanks for joining us this week. My name is George Leith. I will see you when I see you. You've been listening to the Conquer Local Podcast with your host, George Leith. Executive producers are Brendan King, Jeff Tomlin, and Danny Mario. Audio engineering, sound lounge by T-Bone. Marketing by Rory Lawford. Produced by Colleen McGrath. <laughs>